Welcome to the Live Well, Be Well podcast. Our goal is to address the trials and triumphs of daily life and always being better in all aspects of your life by looking forward to new challenges, but by being present today. We hope you get inspiration to live better, be better, and learn small habits that you can incorporate into your daily life to accomplish your goals. Let's get started. Welcome. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is John Wiesahan III, CEO of Direct CBD Online. Today, we have a special guest. We've been talking about this for a long time. My personal CrossFit coach, Andy Hendel. Uh, welcome, Andy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Andy is a 1983 graduate of the NC State Wolfpack. Go Wolfpack. You were a walk-on who then became an All-American linebacker. Correct. Then you went on to play professional football in both the USFL and NFL. Correct. Your hard work and never quit positive attitude helped you to achieve an all pro honors, a special teams leading tackler and short yardage specialist for the Miami dolphins. Go dolphins. Go dolphins. And he went on to coach strength and conditioning and defense for over 20 years at the high school and college levels. He ranked seventh in the United States and ninth worldwide in the 2016 CrossFit Games for his age group. Didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. One and, and, one and done. And, <laughs> and, and today, he's the owner and head coach at CrossFit Charlotte. And do you own any other CrossFit gyms? Uh, we do. We uh, Reebok CrossFit Charlotte Uptown. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So the CrossFit gym Uptown, yep. too. When Andy and I started talking about the podcast and different things, we said, hey, what do our listeners want to hear? And, and our mantra is live well, be well, and what you can do, small changes and positive habits you can make today that are easy, but mm-hmm. you know, as if it's sustained over time, make really big differences in your life, right? Correct. So, you know, first of all, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Andy? Let us get to know you a little bit. So maybe some things I miss. I mean, those are some Pretty big highlights. Pretty cool. Those were the highlights. There's, there's probably a lot of stuff in between those sentences. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> that, I'm sure. I, that maybe I don't want to share with. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about Andy. What do you what do you do? Kids. Yeah. Life. So so getting back into more of my personal life, uh, right there towards the end of my football career, uh, me and my wife, uh, we had two children. So I have a son named Spencer Hendel, and he's been in the CrossFit Games for over ten years, basically from when he was 19 years old all the way to about. 30. Right now he's 31. So he's been out of it for a couple of years. And uh, so he's done his best in the CrossFit Games as sixth as an individual. So he's, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was labeled as the, the tallest and the heaviest CrossFitter during the, How tall during those he? times, like six, two and a half and two fifteen. Wow. So he was one of the bigger competitors. You know, CrossFit does have a kind of specific height and weight kind of thing where yeah. people have the most had better chances of winning. Uh, and then I have my daughter. My daughter's name is Andy. She's uh, 13 months younger, but we've had a great summer this year, even though most people will say it's not been a great summer, but we had an awesome summer because both our kids had kids. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So, my, two, so you have two little ones now, right? Yeah. My grand, I'm a grandfather times two. My, my, so yeah. My daughter uh, had it at the uh, first week of July. His name is Bear Burton. And then my son, yeah, and then my son uh, had his daughter at the end of July, and her name is Reagan Hendel. Oh, that's a pretty name. Yeah, a- Reagan Marie. So that's interesting. But our kids are very close, and actually, Marie is uh, my wife's middle name, 
It's also my daughter's middle name. And then Andy. Yeah. Is your and daughter's and first name. That right? was my wife's idea. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, my wife, we've been married uh, 32 years. One of the common themes she has, she loves naming things that have that kind of, you can't really tell if it's a male or a female. No, it's cool. Yeah. Our, all our pets are like that. <laughs> Yeah, Georgia. So Georgia is a yeah. golden retriever who's what Georgia's two. Yeah, like, yeah, like two. Yeah. Yeah, she's a sweet dog. She runs around the gym all the time. Yep. Then we had the, the original gym dog was Maxine. And we always called her Max. And it was a, a about a 95 pound Rottweiler. Oh, wow. Friendliest dog you could. Really? I mean, if you were going to get a breed and you wanted a large breed, those are some of the best dogs I've ever seen. Yeah. my my Some of our friends have a great Dane. Another good dog. Yeah. Another good dog. Yeah. Just the larger breeds. We'd never had one before, but they tend not obviously to live as long yeah. as the smaller dogs. So. so look, you've had a lot of transitions in your career from, you know, football, playing football, coaching, and now you're a business owner. What aspect, you know, along those transitions did you like and dislike the most and why? You know, it's, it's, there's been a common theme, I think, over my whole life is what I do. I mean, it's, it's always has to, everything I've done, whether it's, you know, going to college and playing football, whether it's coaching football at the high school, college, whether playing at all those levels, you know, I'm, I'm always active. There's that common theme of, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, I'm in the business where people are just moving, moving with a purpose. And uh, whether it be tackling somebody or keeping in shape, I think that's been the underlying, you know, yeah bottom of the pyramid for me. So it's, it's kept it interesting. Well, you impact a lot of people right now. I mean, you, yeah. you have people coming in and out of the gym all the time and, yeah. you know, who knows what type of impact and difference you're making in their lives, both at the gym and out of the gym when they walk out the door, you know, it's, it's really cool. I'll be personality wise. I've, I've changed a lot over the past 10 years in that, you know, I've owned the CrossFit gym for over 13 years, so I can probably okay. say 13 or 14 years there. And I'm used to coaching kids. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's always been high school kids or college age kids okay. and things like that. And they they pretty much have to really do what you tell them to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. different. And and then getting into CrossFit and coaching the adults, it's just a whole different ballgame. I, I can't <laughs> tell them to do anything. They just look at me and say, ah. They're going to do what they want, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Teaching old so, yeah. so I've changed a lot in the fact that I can't have this disciplinary attitude vocally you know what i mean but i think people understand they understand what i what they need to do and what i want them to do just just my you know persona of you know that you know just the way i walk around so okay so that's a good transition point that that's um it's really interesting so crossfit for me how i got into crossfit probably uh six or seven years ago now is i was at the time about 29 or 30 years old and my cousin had just died at the age of 36, passed away from breast cancer and left four kids at the time under the age of 12, I believe, um, behind, which is really sad. And it, it was completely unfortunate and it sucks. Her, her kids are awesome now and they're great. But, you know, I was I was about 250, way overweight, drank too much, didn't have any concept of what I was eating. And I was like, you know what, if I you know, I, I got to do everything I can do today to make sure that, you know, obviously cancer has a mind of its own sometimes, but I want to do everything I can today to make sure that I'm going to be around for my kids when they get older. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, I started going to CrossFit Weddington down at where I lived at the time, and it really did change my life. And now, you know, I'm I'm a CrossFit fan. You know, people get really intimidated by it sometimes, but it's not just for you know the meatheads per se. Like a lot of people think, and I think it gets a bad rap. So, you know, tell us a little bit about CrossFit in general, um, about the sport mm-hmm. or the technique. And then, you know, how you got involved in it and how it really is from anybody who's my son does it, who's 11 and my mm-hmm. daughter, who's eight, all the way up to people we work out with today who are 65 or 70 years old. Yeah, I think in our gym, we have uh, two females that are over 70. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, it's, um, you know, wow, that, that's just like a huge door you just opened because there's so many different angles when you're looking at CrossFit. But there's basically two types of people that do CrossFit. One is for functional dominance. Okay, so these are the people that use CrossFit to help them compete in other sports, occupation, military, first responders, whatever it may be. Okay. And then then most of us, not, and in the CrossFit games too, obviously. Yeah. That's the tip of the spear. But 99.9% of the people that do CrossFit is for functional competence. And that functional competence is going to have so much underneath it, more than the CrossFit competitors. I mean, they just compete. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. But, And again, that's like the tip of the spear. But most of the people that we do is, again, as for that functional competence, we want people to come in, and our common theme is going to be health, fitness, and performance. And by improving people's movement, I mean, that's the simple. I'm always going to come back. CrossFit has, has an elegant solution to the, the things whole, you do yeah, every the, day. Yeah, right? we really do. And, and, and again, there's, there's, a, there's a thing called, you know, CrossFit health. That's, that's the other, that's the 99% okay. of CrossFit is CrossFit health, not necessarily the competition part of it. Okay. Because we, you know, if you come to my gym, I got one person that two or three people that maybe compete in the CrossFit Games. Well, not necessarily the games, but it's just local competitions and things like that. Okay. Those are the ones that use it for functional dominance. But uh, CrossFit just, yeah, that whole health thing just is a lot underneath it. Yeah. So I tell people sometimes, they're like, well, how can you see CrossFit in your daily life? So funny, I used to travel every week for 10 years. And when the escalator's broken on in the airport, you know, everyone's trying to figure out how to pick up their stuff and carry all their bags and you know, the handle that comes up on the suitcase. So I took the handle and I put it up above my head, just like we do kettlebells sometimes and just carried it up the stairs, easy peasy. And I put it down. I'm like, you know what? That's functional movements that I learned from CrossFit. I just thought it was really, really cool. I got an interesting story, probably not as successful what you just said, but I was in an airplane and this um, probably, man, maybe like a 19, 20, 20 year old female. And I'm, I'm a big judgment of, just looking at somebody and I can kind of know where the physique and what that physique can do and not do. Yeah, sure. Okay. And you say, no, no way he can't. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I've done that my whole life. I've recruited players to play football. Yeah. So I know what basically, and I never, you know, and again, you can't judge a book by the cover, but you can make some assumptions right away. Sure. Anyway, so she looked very fragile and she had one of those things, you know, getting ready to put her suitcase above her head and she couldn't pick it up. So she could not pick up her suitcase and put it above her. So I'm just looking around. I'm like, seeing well, what's going to happen here? And I'm looking at her. I'm like, I'm not helping her. 
I want to see what she does. <laughs> Attaboy, Andy. Right. But, but five other guys were so quick to help her put it above it. Yeah. But it just, you could just tell she could not pick up her suitcase, put it above her head. And what I'm saying is we say you can't get out of that couch you're sitting in or that chair you're sitting in. Next, the next phase of your life is called assisted living. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's decrepitude knocking on the door, especially at our age. And it's fighting those things off. And that's what I love about it. You got to keep moving no matter who you are, right? If you're going to sit on that couch, I mean, you're probably going to end up on that couch at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's keep, you just got to keep moving. We teach it to our kids. We instill it and just make it habitual in nature. I think when you can make, you know, those small habits, if you start, if you're on the couch today, you know, some of our listeners may be, and they're using CBD to help them with pain or, or whatnot, but you know, just get up and walk around for 10 minutes for a week then do 20 minutes. And then, you know, as you progress and make those small changes and do them consistently over time, they become really big developments for you. So I want to spend some time on this because I think it's really cool. And we haven't even really talked about it, but a couple of weeks ago, you went out to the Grand Canyon to support the Navy SEAL Foundation. Correct. So tell us, you know, from start to finish, what you guys did, how you prepared, how your daily regimen of eating healthy, you know, exercising and doing CrossFit just played a part in this being a successful trip. And then, you know, we can talk about, you know, did you want to quit? Did you ever want to give up? Yeah. So this 26 year retired veteran of the Navy SEALs, a guy named Lance Cummings, he does something every year. And that's why they call it the Epic Challenge. The one that's coming up in a year from now is going to be in Iceland. It's a bike ride around the island Oh, that's so the cool. country of Iceland. How many miles? I think it's 800 over eight days. Oh 800 gosh. miles over eight days on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they call it epic. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> And I'll get epic. back to that in a minute. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. But anyway, so this is the first time I've been able to uh, do one of his uh, epic challenges. And uh, it just seemed fitting it's in the United States. Some of the other ones are out of the country. One was in yeah. the Philippines. One was the 300 Spartan March. Oh, they wow. did that. Uh, they did something where they swam in Normandy. <laughs> yeah, they, they do some crazy stuff. That's pretty gnarly, man. Yeah, so it's uh, really nice. But anyways, for for me, my training is CrossFit. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I, you even like my son, he's not a marathon runner, but through the training of CrossFit, he's run two marathons. Yeah. And again, he's not he's not there to win it. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen. You have to specialize if yeah. you're going to win something like that. And CrossFit is just the opposite. It's it's we specialize in not specializing. Mm-hmm. But again, along with my training, uh, because it is a long hike, it, it was 46 total miles, and most of it's going uphill. Wow. <laughs> it seems like it, but it, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same. <laughs> same uphill, downhill. You got to retrace your steps. 46 miles over how many days? Two days. Wow. Two days. Some people do it in one day. Yeah, a couple of people run it. We had a couple of people in our group that ran it. Most of the way, probably like 90% of it was a run. There's some spots and you can't really run along with the gpp we call general physical preparedness of crossfit i did do some rucks on my own since i can't really go that distance or have those type of hills yeah you know or trails that are going at 25 degrees or whatever right i wear a uh, 40 pound pack just around here while yeah right so i'll I'll run i'll go like five to ten miles with a 40 pound uh, weighted vest yeah and that that really helps you out it helps you out a lot and that's how I got ready for it. But I'm still 46 miles. I have never in my life walked 23 miles a day. Never. Yeah. Never have done that before. But I think that's the beauty of 
for me, it's CrossFit. That's how I train. I love the every day is different. Yep. The time domains are different. All that stuff. That I mean, that's how I train. It's cardio for it. and strength. Yeah. And like I said, I wasn't there to win the race or something. I just wanted to complete the task. And sure. I think everybody was there too. And everybody has their own way of getting ready for it. Yeah. So it was good. We started at the South Rim. We went down. I'm trying to think. The name is the uh, Kaibash. So we went down to Kaibash Trail. There's two. There's Kaibash and Angel Bride. There's two ways to get down off the South Rim. We took Kaibash the first time. That's like straight down seven miles. You got a pack on. Yeah, but here's the deal that the pack does. So we have we have support. There's twenty. Oh, okay. There's twenty one of us. Okay. So about seven of them were seals. The rest of them are guys like me who just love the challenge and taking part and being part of the team and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Also, two drivers were ex Navy SEALs, much older gentlemen, retired, all that stuff, and they had they had campers. So they dropped us off at the South Rim. We start hiking. They take they take the the campers to the North Rim. So we meet them okay. over there. But anyway, so take this Kaibash Trail straight downhill. Can't even see the bottom from the top. It's seven Jeez. miles down. Four hours later, <laughs> we're down there. It's 110 degrees at the bottom. Oh we're down at the Colorado gosh. River. Yeah, we're down at the Colorado River, which is beautiful. And then from there, it's basically seven miles along, not the Colorado River. There's a couple of contributors that go okay. into the Colorado but you're walking uphill. So we're going upstream. So the next seven miles is still uphill, but it almost feels like it's flat because you're, you just went yeah. straight downhill. Right. And then you get to this place called Cottonwood and then it's seven miles straight up to the North Rim. And it's a longer hike because it's 8,000 feet elevation instead of seven at the South Rim. Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, so the first day I was the last one to get up there, 1130 at night. Mm-mm. So I went five hours in the dark. So with a headlamp to get out of By there. Yourself? Yeah, no, nah, we, we were in teams of three. Okay. Yeah, they, it's just still because of the COVID, they weren't allowing big groups to go. So okay. that we were three in a team. So did the three of you just go to the pace of the slowest person, basically? Actually, one guy, he says, I go, I go at one pace only. He said he was really super fast. So he went ahead of us and oh, caught wow. up with somebody else. So it's just well, me and Lance. So well, it was just me and Lance. Like- so the guy who organizes the whole thing, he's hanging okay. with me. <laughs> this the guy like was straight up with you about it. <laughs> yeah, but the next day he finished last. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so, so some of the guys, the, the two guys ran it the first day. Actually, you want to hear this so one of the navy seals he got his leg blown off and In war yeah so he's uh he's doing the first day with his blade so oh he has his gosh. prosthetic is a blade okay because he was gonna because he ran the whole thing like i said i don't think you wow. can run 100 percent of it but 90 percent of it they're kind of you know mm-hmm. running along pretty good yeah. and the second day though he had his prosthetic his regular foot but going downhill just crushed him so he finished like second to last the second day, but he had cracked his prosthetic. When he pulled his prosthetic, he was yeah. bleeding in there. What? Because it's the downhill is just such an impact yeah. on the downhill. Was he okay? Yeah, he's fine. He was laughing. That's seal mentality. <laughs> so, I mean, this is way out of my domain. You know, I do I work for CrossFit and do seminars okay. around here in the southeast. So I'll go okay. to I'll go to cities and Three or four others are on a team, and we teach the CrossFit methodology for two days. Okay. People get their level one certificate. Oh, cool. But one of the sayings we say is um, we tend to fail at the margins of our experience. Okay. So when people, most people that exercise usually do the same thing. It's like what you eat. I mean, you usually end up eating the same thing after about two days, two yeah. or three days. Well, in fitness, they tend to do the same things all the time. 
Well, CrossFit, they want to push out the margins of your experience. So if you're not a runner, to tell me, hey, I want to ride the bike, it better be for a good reason, not the reason that just because you don't want to run. I'm going to make you run. And CrossFit says working on your deficiencies will increase your level of fitness far greater then keep working on the stuff you're always good at. So some people like certain reps, some people like certain weights, some people like certain cardio. If you do that all the time, then your margins around you are pretty tight. You know what no, I mean? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, that's like that. I mean, it's kind of like that in every aspect of your life. Yes. Right? Oh, anything. Yeah. Your job today, you're in a, you're in a comfort zone. Yep. You know, but... You know, there's you gonna be break the barriers. right. So just going, like you said, going down and, and working with Killcliff and all that—that that was outside your margin, right there. You yeah. introduced yourself, went down, made a deal, all that stuff. But yeah, that, that's so far. I mean, I've never walked or hiked for 14 hours. That's unbelievable. There's no way. And you talk about like that moment. Did you just eat the whole time. You know, I wasn't hungry the whole time. Really? Yeah, I just you know, but you you got to drink, you got to eat. You know what I mean? But you, you, just, you don't want, I mean, you're not stuffing yourself. No, you know, no. yeah. Like, I think, you just I, want to provide yeah, fuel. yeah. I think on my clock, about every three to four hours, I think I ate 500 calories. Okay. It's not too yeah, bad. Yeah. And we're sipping water. You got bladders, you're sipping water the whole time. Yeah. But you were, you were talking about some of those um, defining moments. Yeah. The overall, you're defined by one thing in, in the Grand Canyon hike. If you go down, you got to get your ass out of there. That's true. <laughs> There's no one to pick you up. <laughs> They're saying like you can rent, you can rent an elevator, uh, not an elevator, <laughs> right? Yeah. A helicopter. helicopter. You yeah. can call the helicopters because they got they got helo pads down there. Yeah, you know for emergencies, but you can get one of those for like ten grand. Oh my god! <laughs> for about a three minute ride to get out of there, right? Or you can rent a donkey, and I think it's like twice the price, like twelve hundred bucks to get on a donkey. <laughs> yeah. So a lot That's of these, like, yeah. So the park rangers are like, you know what? Maybe today's not your day. Why don't you just stay here tonight? Now, when they say stay here tonight, that means you're sleeping out under the That's stars. Right. Yeah, you're sleeping wow. out under the stars. Wow. And maybe try this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we actually had three guys in our group do that. Three, really? Yeah, we had the 21. We had three guys that were, uh, you know, I mean, when I was coming up, Angel Bride, that's a second day coming out. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I just see some people walking down or walking, you know, passing some people up. I'm like, man, some of these people don't... <laughs> have any business going seven miles down seven yeah, miles back really. up that's just so they're so deconditioned but you know what they, they just people do it and uh but anyways going up the north rim most people go north rim to south rim okay you went south north yeah that's the hardest that's the hardest way because when you get down to the ranch that's after going down the seven seven and a half miles because that ends up being like 23 each way yeah. but as you get down to this uh, ranch it's 14 miles uphill now, granted, the seven's not as much, you know, but you're still going upstream. But if you look miles. at the diagram and you look at the elevation graph, you can yeah. just see once you get to the ranch, everything else is uphill. So most people will go down to North Rim because then it's 14 miles downhill, and then you got Angel Bride coming back up, which has, yeah. Is there any point where you're just like, oh, oh my God. So we're going, yeah, it's like I said, it's so far on my... <laughs> my, yeah. my margin there. Yeah. And uh, so this we're like 12 hours. I mean, we're like, Nine hours, you know, eight hours into this thing, and we're we're just getting to the North Rim. I mean, just starting the seven mile hike up. Yeah, and you're only twenty percent of the way done. 
Well, we're no, 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 we're going out. So we had done the first part. So about 60%, oh, okay. 66% okay. done, you know, whatever, like the third, the third, two thirds of the way, but yeah. it's, it's straight uphill. So we started going and I was just so tired. I laid down on the path <laughs> for an hour. So the guy, was, yeah, it's, I was trying to, but the, I mean, I'm just, but it's not like you're falling asleep just because you know what? Five minute rest doesn't help. You know, a lot of, a lot of people just sit down for five minutes, ah, five minutes, I'll be ready. And it's like, bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you've been hiking for eight hours, nine hours, five minutes ain't going to cut it. No way. So I laid down for about an hour and Lance, the guy I was with, he was ahead of me and he actually came all the way back and got me. Oh, wow. And I was about to get, I was getting up anyways at that point. And he goes, Andy, what's, you know, what's, are you okay? Something hurt? Like that. No, I just, I'm, I'm effing tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> so we got, so we're climbing out and this is 11, this is like, you know, like 1125. I, we finished 1130. So it's 14 hours of hiking, but I laid down one more time in a trail. I literally laid out like, like a snow angel. Oh my God. <laughs> and, I, and I just yelled up to Lance because he was like a, maybe <laughs> like 50 meters ahead of me. I go, Lance, just come get me in the morning. That's hilarious. <laughs> and he just goes, I see lights. And I literally laid down like 200 meters before the finish. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's a huge accomplishment yeah. for a great cause. Um, so switch topics a little bit here. So we're, we're in the middle of COVID-19. It is the year 2020 for those of you who are listening two years, three years from now, because we, we do hit a lot, a lot of people here. So we just want to make sure that we let everyone know kind of what we're experiencing mm -hmm. in the world today. In your opinion, what's the best way to protect and defend yourself against this virus? So, um, again, I'm not a specialist in this area, but I do, I, I do read a lot, a lot of literature, you know, CrossFit puts out, you know, CrossFit health puts out a lot of information a lot of specialists all over the world, and they talk about how um, the majority of the the uh, the people that get affected the most by the COVID are very deconditioned. Mm. You know, so they have some yeah, so they have some type of um, they have one foot or two feet in the chronic disease. I call it the chronic disease bucket. Okay. So if you already have you know like the high blood pressure, you're overweight, coronary disease, you're pre-diabetic, you're diabetic, or something like that. Any illness you have, anything that's out there, it, could, it might not be just the COVID-19. Right. Uh, for a police officer, if you have any of that stuff and you get shot, it's going to be harder for you to survive. Yeah, understood. But being in you know, the best shape you can be in, and you talk about metabolic shape, so you talk about the health markers. Not necessarily be, you don't have to necessarily be a person that's running the marathon or doing the, right. or doing the Grand Canyon or anything like that, but just... Have the metabolic markers, you know, and uh, you have a better chance of surviving. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say everybody's guaranteed to live. Oh, sure. But most people who can eat the right food, work out once a day, you have a better chance of fighting everything. And that, that goes from physical health to mental health. Yep. You're totally yeah, right. All the above. So, I mean, it's just, again, back to basics. Mm -hmm. Do the right things every day. Makes huge impacts over time. Right. So... As we close up, first of all, thank you for, for being oh, here. Oh, this is great. Thank so you. So cool. I think our listeners are really yeah, going to enjoy it. we to do a part two to this. Yeah, no, we will. We will. So two questions we always ask people at the end of every podcast that we do. Number one, who is one person in your life that you do not give enough credit to for your success? You know what? I think it's my wife. My wife, Dina. We've had a great marriage, 30, 32 years. That's awesome. And, um, you know, ups and downs and things like that. But I think the common theme between me and my wife, we never give up. You can never give up, never throw it in. And that goes to our kids. That goes to individual 
I mean, she may have some goals. I have some goals individually, our goals together, and we just can't give up. Dina's a fantastic lady. Yeah. I know her, you know, from the gym and she's, she's great. And then, uh, what, what's your favorite song of all time that has had the biggest impact on your life? Cause I believe music is a very emotional thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my friend. Favorite song of all time. Wow. My favorite song, man. It's just, I, it's funny. It's like a simple know, thing, but it throws man. everybody It's like, yeah. Up. So it's I so grew funny. up. So it's really interesting. So I, my sisters were three or two and three years older than me. Okay. So back in the seventies, I grew up a lot with their music. Yeah. Hair band. Yeah. I just, I mean, we, it was just, you know, and then when I got in high school, I got into a little bit of that Southern rock. Yep. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and some other stuff that's <laughs> out there. I mean, some really old music. I just, oh, wow. Um, if you could have to pick one. If I had a, and there's some Molly Hatchet stuff out there. Yeah, see, there we go. That's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I do love that song, Molly Hatchet, and it was. Uh, yeah, what's the name of that song? Well, yeah, cool. yeah. We'll it's hard Molly for me. To, hard. For, you know, I've never been. I've never. I've always found it hard that just you can define yourself by one because there's great there's, answer. There's, so there's, true. Yeah, it's hard to define yourself by one because there's so many great songs out there that. In different genres. Right. That maybe describe a part of you or the part of your life, how you want to live it. So yeah. it takes more than one song to define you. I hope it does. I hope it takes more than one song to define no, it's, you. It's totally true. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like when I, when I listen to Steve Miller band or the sticks, it takes me back to when my dad was teaching me how to drive in his Lexus LS back in, you know, the, the <laughs> early two thousands. That's just, Every time I hear the Eagles, the sticks, I'm like, yeah, just riding Eagles, the e yeah. Eagles, America. Yeah. Go way it's, back. It just takes me back to the seventies. Takes yeah. me back to high school. Different genres, different yeah. times in your life and different things you were yeah. going through. Very yeah. cool. No, good answer. Well, thanks for being here. This Thank will be you. fun. People want to find Andy. What's the best way to find you? Yeah. So it's CrossFit.com. Okay. Or Coach Nine Toes is my Instagram. That's my personal one. So I have Coach two, Nine Toes. Right. So that's Coach C-O-A-C-H. Number nine, T-O-E-S, nine toes. So do you have nine toes? Or I only toes? have nine toes. For, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a highlight of the podcast. So I can't wait till my I can't wait till my grandchildren grow up and we can play this little <laughs> this little piggy with the market. <laughs> they're gonna be looking for that. They're gonna be looking for my little toe and it's not gonna <laughs> That's be there. Awesome. Okay, so coach nine toes on Instagram. All right, cool. Yeah. And then CrossFit Charlotte Instagram, we got that. CrossFitCharlotte.com, yeah. All right. Well, cool yeah, stuff. Facebook's the same. Everything's at CrossFit Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, Andy. Yep. Thank you. Good having you. All right. Thank you for listening. You can keep up with episodes on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also visit directcbdonline.com where you will find all podcasts under our resources section on the main menu bar. You can use coupon code LiveWellBeWell for 25% off of your first order. And remember to always live well and be well. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.